A little flexibility can go a long way. By refinancing your newer used auto loan with PenFed, you can lower your monthly payments for more flexibility in your budget. You can even schedule your first payment for up to 60 days from the date of your refinance. Calculate how much you could save at PenFed.org slash autorefi or call 1-800-247-5626 to apply. Membership is open to everyone. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Hello listeners, I'm your host Ben and you're listening to the Foot Weekly Podcast brought to you by Foothead and our patrons. Before we get into this episode, I just wanted to quickly point out that I think this is a Foot Weekly first, but not a particularly good one. I'm away at the moment, packed up my setup, plugged it in, got set up, recorded the podcast, came to listen back through and found that I had recorded with my internal mic rather than my external proper mic so it doesn't sound especially great hopefully you'll forgive me and i think you'll get used to it as you listen but apologies it's not up to the usual foot weekly standard that being said a lineup of guests that is up to the usual foot weekly standard is ranners former roma esports player kazooie a legend skiller who if you haven't seen his youtube videos you've been missing out and finally rising star of the foot scene, career mode YouTuber, and one of those debutants that comes a bit left field that we like to have on the podcast, Chani Sports. We'll be discussing shapeshifters, skilling, and much more on this week's pod. Let's get into it. Welcome to week 23 of the Foot Weekly podcast. As always, we'll start with the, the more regular guest this week. That's Ranners. Ranners, how are we doing? Oh my god, I'm the regular guest? That's yeah, cool. yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, how are we? Yeah, I'm good, man. I'm, I'm not too bad. I'm a little tired, but you know, I'm feeling good for this podcast. Great, that's what I like to hear. And we also have, well, Kazooie is definitely not regular, but he has been on the podcast before. <laughs> so, Kazooie, a few times. Yes. Back. Thank you, thank you. I'm uh, doing very well. I've been enjoying Carnival a little bit in Holland, ah, so nice. you can maybe hear it from my voice. Yeah, yeah, actually, I can tell that you, you had a, had a <laughs> yeah. Weekend, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Nice. Hopefully carry on later today too. So. And uh, our final guest is a, a debutant on the pod, Canny Sports, or Canny, is that right? Am I saying it right? Uh, it's Johnny. Johnny, okay. And are yeah. you, do you live in Germany? Are you German? I mean, I saw in your bio, your Twitter bio, it said Germany. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm born in Germany and I live there as uh, okay, well. Okay, there we go. And uh, I mean, as you're new to the pod, it's always good to ask people a little bit about them. So what's your favorite all-time FIFA Ultimate Team Edition? That's always a good one. That's a tough one because as some people, I don't know, probably people don't know me, but I did career mode most of the time. Mm. So only in like the last three to four years, I've really gotten into Ultimate Team intensely Mm. and picked everything up. So I would have to say like, FIFA 18 probably was the height for me or FIFA 17, those ones, because the content wasn't too much overload as it, as it is <laughs> right now, where I'm like scared to buy teams every time. <laughs> well, that's actually yeah, something we're definitely going to get onto later in this pod. We should start off by talking about the Shapeshifters promo. It's quite an interesting team. And the key thing here is that all the players have had position changes. Last year, I actually used Team of the Year Marcelo at CAM quite a lot because it was quite fun and he was quite good. So it's quite nice to see a Cam Marcelo card. So if I was going to pick one out, which was especially interesting to me, it probably would be that one. But I was just wondering, the rest of you, are there any players in there that you're 
especially interested in or that you maybe have used already that you've enjoyed. Runners, you obviously have a pretty stacked team, but as we've got the likes of sort of Messi in there. Uh, is that someone who can make it in? Definitely not Messi, to be honest, because if you were gonna <laughs> if you were gonna spend that much, uh, I'd get somebody else. But um, no, I still think that Atal is pretty pretty solid, mm. to be honest. Like he is similar to Ben Yedder, with five star weeks for four star skills. He's league on as well, of course. But I don't know this card has just got the highest sprint speed, the highest stamina, the highest strength. Um, so honestly, that that's a uh, that makes me prefer him to Ben Yedder because Ben Yedder I always found. Just a little too weak, a little too slow, lacking stamina. So I actually prefer the Tal. So I think he's a nice alternative. Yeah, and he's also got that defensive ability, which is uh, fun if you're you know pressing from the front. I guess he might get a few interceptions. And also, I like the fact that you know if you're someone who switches into playing a three at the back or something like that, having him able to defend, you could stick him out wide and he'd do a job. I actually did his footmas right back card, and I've quite often moved that into the midfield or been playing him further forward and he's really really versatile obviously but he also he can score goals and uh, is a really good player so you know actually his price has dropped quite significantly it's fluctuated a lot and on xbox he's like 350k which quite a unique card so it's not a bad price at all because there be anyone there that you're interested in uh marcelo <laughs> i um i also used this i think right wing version last year mm, yeah the yeah. uh was birthday. it carnival mm. i think fat birthday yeah yeah no i think fat birthday actually yeah like you said uh i also used him as a cam back then and yeah he's definitely one that i'm probably like gonna be picking up mm. um in the upcoming weeks uh, i just checked his price is 1.2 million so mm. it's uh, a little bit too much for me right now but the, the one I'm also very interested in is the right back from Atalanta, the Dutch one, Hatteboer. Mm. Uh, because it, the team I currently have, it's a bit of a, a skill team, of course. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm kind of lacking a right back. And I was thinking of like getting the, um, the foot swap Zambrotta, but I just couldn't be ours, like grinding everything. So mm. decide not to, uh, to go for him. So I think the, the Dutch right back is also one I'm probably going to get eventually. Yeah, he's very solid. Just Carlo yeah, he looks decent. Like, yeah. quite, I mean, yeah. he's just got that kind of combination of strength. Stamina. Yeah. I think he's quite tall too. So. Yeah, yeah. I think the only thing he's lacking maybe because he's got 80 interceptions and then he got yeah. dribbling is not maybe so good because he's got 75 agility. But yeah. Hatterberg, he had high defensive, medium attacking already. But if you look at someone like Mbabu, he actually got a switch to having high defensive, medium attacking, which considering he's got a position change to a CDM, it's a really nice change because yeah, definitely. Before you know, he had that high attacking work rate, didn't he? So a medium defensive, so he's actually going to be able to um, sit back and and defend, which is nice. Um, and there, there are a couple of other drastic changes uh, to to a few things like that, but we'll get into that in a second. Channing, who would you pick out there? So for me personally, as I'm playing on my road to glory, I had completed a lot of SPCs throughout the year, so I have done the player moments Sane and Bernardo Silva. Mm. So for me, that Mahrez is quite interesting. Mm in a 4-2-3-1 as a cam. Um, he has the work rates changed as well. Low defensive work rate, high attacking, good stamina boost, plus four, I think. Mm. And with the Deadeye cam style, he gets up to like a 94 rated cam. And since he's quite fun to use due to his five-star skills, that was like the most interesting one mm. for me. And his price is quite achievable as well, like 320K at the moment. So not too expensive. I expected him to be a little bit higher, but... I guess there's not as much demand after him, but he just seems like such a fun card to use. Yeah, I actually got quite lucky. I packed him in a, in a tradable pack uh, on Friday night. I 
considered using him, but then when I saw his price was like 500k at the time, I was like, yeah, I should probably just get rid. I mean, he has dropped to sort of, I think, 300 odd now, um, which seems like a reasonable price considering his stats are very decent. The most expensive player in this team, apart from Messi, is actually the Ben Yedder card, which is a right wing, which I was kind of surprised about. But when you look into his stats, he's actually got a really nice increase to his physical. I was looking at his stats with Hawk and he had like 79 strength and 79 aggression, which you were saying earlier about Atal being a player who's uh, a bit stronger. But actually this Ben Yedder card has actually had a boost to strength, so it does look really nice. There's some other quite strange options in there, like Sanchez, Renato Sanchez at left back. And uh, he's actually had a change to, to weak foot, which is pretty surprising. I mean, we knew that they were probably going to change skills after we saw that Santi Cazorla had five-star skills on his objectives card that came out. I wasn't expecting to then see work rates being changed. And just now we've seen footedness being changed as well. Renato Sanchez getting a left-footed card. And one of the questions that we had in was from Lewis Swift saying, what's your opinion on the shape shifters? promo and the change in some players weak foot isn't that taking away from some of the realism of the game because as someone who's very much playing for fun does that concern you is that something uh no not at all i actually like prefer the way they've done this promo compared to like any other promos where they usually just upgrade certain stats but now they actually upgrade weak foot mm. uh work rates and skill moves too which i think um gives a lot more people kind of flexibility with with the kind of players they want to try yep. because usually you have only like a certain amount of players that you can use because their stats are this good so if you use a different player then you probably won't be playing as well with them if that makes sense yep. so yeah I, I think i think it's a very cool promo it's turning into one of my favorites actually nice yeah and as someone who has actually done career mode a lot maybe you're slightly more into the realism and it always put something that you allow not to be very realistic. <laughs> um, for me, like even with the content in career mode, yes, a lot of people do request realism, but at the end of the day, everyone wants to see Mbappe's, Ronaldo's, Sancho's and all that in their teams. So I, I don't yeah. mind the realism part as much. I'm really happy that they have gone this way with this promo. I think Lucas, his right mid card has gone from a right footer to a left footer as well, which has made him a mm. lot more usable, cutting inside and taking that finesse shot and all that. So I personally do prefer the way this promo has been run for sure. Like I, I love how you can now build such different teams and they have specifically picked certain positions that were lacking in certain leagues. For example, the right back Hatabor for Serie A. That, that, was, that yeah. was a position that I was looking for for a long time and there was only Florenzi and everyone was hoping for a flashback and he moved to Valencia. So then they didn't have any right backs anymore. So I'm quite glad that we got that card as well. So I don't mind the realism part at all. I just want to have fun on the game. Yeah. And that's what they have made possible with this. Yeah. Look, I know there's been criticism from some quarters about, you know, the fact that these cards are the same. In fact, in terms of the actual name on the card, the player that we're getting. But I think the actual position change or the, the fact that it changes the options that you have when you're building a team so significantly really makes it much more interesting as a promo than many of the other promos um, that we've had this year because, you know, the difference between a stat-boosted player and a not-stat-boosted player often isn't particularly huge, but the difference between a position change is huge because it really makes a difference to the team that you can build. And I think that's why this promo, despite having a lot of cards we've seen already, yet special cards for me, is still a very good promo. 
Runners, what are your thoughts on this then overall in terms of the fact that they'd been changing weak foot and things? Do you mind about the, the lack of realism? I feel like you just want a competitive advantage, so you probably don't care. Yeah, no, I like it. I mean, <laughs> yeah, no, it just, it just made it interesting, really, right? I mean, every other promo is like, cool, he got plus two in pretty much every stat. Okay, nice, great. But mm. you also cost like two million coins now as well, and I'm like, eh, whatever. Uh, mm. Whereas this... You actually got a lot of cheap players, um, like like you said, the Mara is like 300k. I'm like, that's a really good card. I think it's mm. very underrated. It's Premier League as well. Of course, if you have that Silva and Sané, you can link them so well. And I don't know, it, it really does add something. I like the weak foot changes. I like the work rate changes. I like, there's certain stat changes as well. So like the Bernardo Sanchez, right? I think his shooting didn't really go up, right? Because he's the left back. But then his defense went up, like, considerably, um, mm. stuff like that. And then Marcelo, like, I know the flashback card came, and that was a left back. But that card, even though it's, like, four overalls lower or five, it um, still has higher defense than the cam card, right? So they made the stats based on the position as well, which I really like. And, uh, mm. yeah, so I think it's a pretty solid promo all around. Yeah, and I think there are a few cards in there for people who maybe don't have so many coins as well, you know. I think Kondogbia actually looks really good. I know he's a centre-back and there are quite a few good centre-backs around. But actually, if you look at him and think maybe switch him into centre-mid, they've changed his work rate, so he's got high defensive, medium attacking. But if you put a shadow on him, he's got all his defensive stats in the 90s, mid-90s even, maybe slightly below, and pretty much 90 pace uh, with 97 strength. Decent agility for a, for a six-foot-two guy. He's very strong and uh, he's decent on the ball got good short passing you still need a hundred odd k but for the quality of card and that physical presence in midfield he's a player along with Ronaldo Sanchez who I think offers for their stats really good value actually and obviously another squad coming later this week Kazooie have you got anyone else you wanted to pick out I was looking at David Luiz but oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I- I'm currently rocking um, Firmino as a CDM so Marcelo also being a CDM then, for me anyway, in my mm. team, will be like the ultimate uh, skill team, I think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> David Luiz is a really good card. I mean, he's very expensive, but at the same time, you know, you look at him with Shadow and he's he's ridiculous. Like he's... Isn't there an issue with the card, though, in terms of stamina? Because as a CDM with yeah, 75 I right, stamina, yeah. I just feel like he's going to struggle a little bit later on into the mm. games i mean the, the stats on the card look incredible it's just that one thing that really bothers me and i feel mm. like it was done on purpose <laughs> yeah yeah. because he would have been too overpowered yeah i guess you're right in that you know <laughs> they have to make sure that there's some something holding a player back at this stage of the game don't they so it maybe is that although uh, yeah if you can switch him back to center back i guess mm-hmm. you know that yeah. is really good then there are a few options there at centre-back you can play midfield, like we're talking about Kondobia. The other player that we got, uh, another versatile midfielder, hailing from your neck of the woods, Jani, is uh, Kimmich, right? They called it a flashback, but it's definitely a moment. Yeah. <laughs> That's someone you might pick um, I already have picked him up because that link to Davies, like I was looking for someone to strong link Davies to, and there's not really a centre-back at Bayern Munich that kind of works. So that Kimmich came in just perfect. I had team of the year Kante before him and I've played him for like five games and champs so far without a chem style just to see how he plays. And I really enjoyed him. He had amazing work rates. He was very aggressive in midfield and 
I think with like a shadow, he would be a player that I'm going to use maybe even into team in the season because he's just so well-rounded and the weak foot really helps to twist and turn and play the ball no matter on which side because he does have the 89 agility as well. So I've, I've really been enjoying him. 98 stamina alongside it. So you can just play him throughout the entire game and not really bother and focus on other positions in terms of substitutions. And as a Bayern fan, I, I like it. So yeah, he had to come into my team. Yeah, and he's a great example of how changing those work rates is actually really important because originally he's high attacking, low defensive, but this card's been made high high, so you can play him in midfield without fear of him not uh, doing the work defensively, which I think is is really important. And the more they do this, really the better. The other card that I'm interested in from the SBC perspective, but for a, a very different reason, because I think he's a bit of a trap, is that Alaza card. They seem to churn out these 86 rated, sort of 100 odd K cards. I reckon aimed at casual players who could get caught out really because I, I just don't think these kind of cards offer that good value. You're better off saving and going for the more expensive SBCs. This card, you know, some people will say the Uruguayan Kante, etc, etc. But when you look into his stats, he's got two key flaws for me. 78 reactions and 74 long passing. Reactions obviously is important in pretty much every area, especially off the ball. If you look at someone like Kante, he has very high reactions. This card really doesn't have particularly high reactions and that's not going to make him feel nearly as sort of snappy, aggressive. And then you've got the fact that he's got this 74 long passing, which a lot of people say, oh, well, I don't really do long passes, so that doesn't really matter. But actually, the way that passing works, the mid-range passes are affected by both short and long passing. So you are going to get less accuracy from him over the kind of middle distance. His short passing at 85 is decent, but it's it's not amazing. And I think for 100-odd K coins, this isn't someone I'd go for. The other option you've got here is Mkhitaryan, who I think five-star weak foot, four-star skills, and decent defensive ability for an attacking player. He looks interesting, versatile, but I don't know, it doesn't really float the boat, to be honest. Uh, Shani, how do you feel about him? I, th- I think a couple of people hold on to Mkhitaryan's memory from last year, I believe, where he had that road to the final, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. So lots of people remember that card to be a good one, and are thinking, oh, I remember this one, this one was good for me. But I think at this stage of the game, there are many cards like mm. that one that can compete with it. And him being in the Serie A as well, with that nation, is just tough to link up, really. Yeah, I agree on Mkhitaryan. And I think we've had quite a few questions about promos, more generally, actually, not just this one, and the frequency of those promos. But I wanted to just say, I think... I've seen some criticism of this promo as using the same cards again and again, but this is the nature, I guess, of uh, the way that EA operate because they want to generate hype around promotions, so they tend to go for players who they know are popular with the FIFA player base, and so they will recycle the same cards, which is a big shame because you want to see more cards that haven't had any boosts getting special items, but... The one thing I would say is we've got a lot of promos to come and the first boost to a card is particularly exciting and therefore they are probably just trying to save those for the future because with this position change promo, the cards are exciting because they're a position change anyway and that really opens up a lot of squad building opportunities. 
And I'd say for that reason, depending on how this second squad looks, it's shaping up to be one of the better promos that we've had, I'd say. But a lot of the messages we've got are not necessarily about this promo specifically, but, for example, Libro saying, with this overload of content, would you say that the content has been a bit forced for the most part and that they'd be better going back to the old structure of a full team and then a week off from a lot of content? Or do you like the way that it's currently going? I think there's always a possibility of putting out too much. Like for me, I think I'm in a position where a lot of people are, where you have the coins in your club and you're scared to spend them. Because what happens is once you buy the team on Friday with the new promo players that you're excited about, once you bring them into your team on Monday, you sell them because there's an objective coming out that like forces you to play with a team that you normally don't use. And you can't use that player in that objective most of the time. So what happens is you sell your entire team, go buy a different type of squad for the objective. And then that cycle keeps repeating itself where you keep losing coins every time. So for the last two to three weeks, I had five million coins just sitting there in my road to glory, not doing anything with it because I'm just too scared to spend because every week something new comes out. So... The, the price stability, the market is just so influenced by this constant promotion. I, I personally don't like it, especially with the two-week promos. I would much prefer to have it in a one-week promo and just let it sit for a week and then come back later on. And throughout that week, maybe release a couple of SPCs that are exciting, but not like another full-on team. I, I think there can be too much, and I feel like EA are testing their limits this year with the releases of these promos to see how much people do want to get involved. I, I somewhat kind of agree, I guess. I feel that having too many promos in a year kind of, I wouldn't say that, that it kind of destroys the promo itself because usually like a lot of people are still really hyped about promos. But for me personally, like team this season is the one I'm looking forward to the most every single year. But having players like Marcelo already at this point in the game kind of, ruined steam the season for me if that makes sense that's an interesting point hmm. i somewhat like it i somewhat don't really like it because it kind of destroys the hype but yeah that's just my kind of point of view i guess would it make a difference both of you like if they did it so that maybe you had a two-week promo and then a one week where there wasn't really much going on is it the sort of break that's needed or is it just the fact that they're extending the promos for too long I think a, dr a break is much better. Yeah, so it's not so much that the promo is long, it's just that there's no kind of pause between them. Yeah, there's just too much. Like, right after each other, there's a new promo. Mm. Like, with headliners and then future stars. Then we yeah, got this I think one. What, what they should do, or hopefully will do in the future, is have the two-week promo, but have one week of the players being packed, and then the next week focus on releasing objectives in SBCs without releasing another team during that same week because then actually playing the game is rewarding because you don't lose coins constantly i'm assuming that the reason why they do the two week is right to get more kind of pack opening sessions in yeah. so that i wonder whether they would change it but but then again you know if they're not if they realize they're not actually selling any more packs by doing it over the two weeks once people have gotten done oh they are they are. <laughs> yeah, I'm, sure, I'm sure they are, though. <laughs> I don't think there's any doubt that they are. But um, but if for some reason their stats were saying, we're not selling any, as many packs over the two-week period, but I, that's just so unlikely, isn't it? But yeah, Randers, what were your thoughts on this? Do you, do you mind? Yeah, I mean, it does feel a bit overkill. Um, I think 
one of the main problems, like sort of we touched on, is that just players depreciate so fast, kind of nowadays. Like a card that can be super meta two weeks ago could have halved in price because there's now three new cards that are all better than it in the same position and similar lengths or something ridiculous like that. So that's like one of the main problems, in my opinion. Um, Because I feel like, I don't know, if maybe... Because I don't know how much variety you could add to all these promos, but if they didn't like clash with other stuff that came out the previous weeks then at least the depreciation factor wouldn't be as bad and people wouldn't be as scared to test new cards mm. um and then also with the two-week promo they um they always keep the better team for the second week so um people obviously buy packs on the first week because they're like hyped that it's a new promo and then second week it's a better team so then people buy again um, and so that's how the kind of two-week promos seem to be going it's funny because back when Foot Economist was a regular on the podcast rather than uh, working at EA, we used to discuss the previous promo structure and how they tended to have a week off promos and then it'd be a promo the next week. What we always said was, okay, it's probably because they just don't have the staff in order to put content out every week, which may be partly because Jamie now works there. They do have the staff to do that. But what we were saying was, actually, I think we were thinking at the time, it worked quite well, you know, that feeling that oh there's no promo this week and actually it's a bit of a shame i'd quite like to have some content there isn't any so when the promo comes along you're like yes it's a promo there's excitement and and people are looking forward to it the problem is though two things one when there isn't a promo loads of people on twitter etc etc those kind of platforms will complain that there isn't content a lot of these people their livelihoods are in some way tied to content and it makes a huge difference to their views etc etc of course the majority of FIFA players actually probably do appreciate the, the break between content because it means that you are able to focus your attentions on the weeks where you do get a promo the only thing I'd say on the flip side is I know that quite a few people have said to me that actually they quite like the continuous promo content because they were never able to get across all the content right and at least now when they come to the game after a week where they haven't been able to play they're coming to the game and they know there's going to be content there for them to enjoy, right? I guess, you know, there are loads of different arguments for what does and doesn't work. I find it hard to argue against having more content, although I can see the the logic there. But, you know, I'm really interested to hear what the listeners have to say about this. If you feel like there's too much and you'd rather go back to how it was before or maybe a slight variation, get in touch at Pod on Twitter. Let's move on to another question. Amancuso58 says... How about some foot birthday speculation? It's a signature promo and they've seemingly fired both the flashback and position switch bullets they've used for this promo in the past, which is a good point. You know, obviously in the past we had these position switches and things like that in that foot birthday promotion. But in this shapeshifters promo, they've obviously gone for the uh, position switch promo. So what are they going to do for foot birthday to get the excitement going and get people into it? Have you got any thoughts on this, Jenny? To be honest, I I don't really see how they can make it interesting again once they have done the shapeshifters now. Like, the main thing about Foot Birthday was the position changes. Like, I remember the Gareth Bale mm. at left back and all that stuff. So, I really wonder how they're going to do it. It might just be another promo where they just upgrade certain cards and that's it. I, like, I, I don't see how they can make this interesting. 
because this shapeshifter promo is basically for birthday on steroids. Because uh, any thoughts? What I think could maybe be something that the community is maybe interested in is having like a voting system on on certain players that were like fan favorites over the last I don't know ten years. Ultimate Team has been out there yeah i think right now and then yeah. have like a list of players that you can vote on and those players will be in that specific promo yeah likes of ibarbo uh, i think dumbia is back in the game again s wine uh marlos you know to make it a little bit more interesting for the for the people that played like eight years ago as well so i think it's a little bit similar to Fatis, but i'm not too sure yeah i think it is similar but then you think the Fatis are so far away right surely they could get yeah true that. And as it's always been about fan favorites, you would have thought they could they could work that in. One thing I noticed is that the promo is timed to happen as this season finishes, I think. So, you know, the likes of Odegaard, Ossiman, the Foot Future Stars Academy cards will all be expired by that point, which to me suggests that because I'm assuming it's been popular and it seems like a, a great way to play the game, pick up a good card, they would do something like that for Foot Birthday, seeing as Foot Birthday will come at the start of the new season. So they could quite heavily base the promo around these objective cards that you can achieve through um, completing those kind of progression-based objectives. So that would be quite fun to see. I really think they, they left something in the tank for that promo because, you know, they didn't say up any of the skill moves or weak foot to five-star. They could have done that. So maybe that's something they could do for foot birthday to up the level. Kazuya was actually going to ask you. Quite funny how they uh, EA decided to copy your um, upgrading method and this layout. Because for those who don't know, these <laughs> videos have been around yeah. the idea of upgrading players and and even some of the uh, the layouts that you used in your videos, which are which are amazing. By the way, if people haven't checked them out, do do go check out Kazuya's YouTube. Yeah, it's almost the exact same. <laughs> yeah. Like doing specific in-game challenges by and then completing them and then getting like a specific player. <laughs> yeah, well, at least imitation is. What do they say? The sincerest form of flattery. So there's that, at least. And runners, just to bring us back to the original question, have you got any thoughts on what they might pull around Foot Birthday to make things a bit more interesting? Yeah, I'm not really sure. They've done just so much stuff this year. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I actually have no idea. Um, mm. Yeah, not at all. <laughs> As I said, definitely good chance they'll go for more of those Future Star Academy style um, objectives, but um, we'll have to see what else they include. It'll be a new season as well, so interesting to see where that takes us. Let's right, we'll take a break and we'll come back for um, some gameplay chat. Plenty to discuss at the moment. We do, of course, have a pro player in Runners, a skilling expert in Kazooie, and Chani as well. <laughs> <laughs> Top 100 yeah. squad battles player. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Hello listeners, and in this break, normally I'd be plugging the Foot Weekly podcast Patreon because that is how the podcast keeps going with your kind support. But we are coming to the end of this month, which means two things. The first being that the Patreon Squad of the Month competition to win 4,600 FIFA points closes at the end of this week. But it also means that because of the way Patreon works, anyone who joins now will be charged again on the first. But if you join in this last week or so, drop me a message with the email address you used to sign up to Patreon or just send a message through Patreon. I'll be happy to refund you for the month of February because well, I'm nice like that and just you supporting the pod itself is generous enough. And you can do that over at bit.ly slash more pod. That's bit.ly slash more pod. Right, let's get back to that jarring audio quality. 
Come stay and play at Live Casino and Hotel. Welcome to one of the biggest casinos in the country with luxurious clean rooms, upscale dining, and the grandest payouts. Now offering stay and play and all in packages, including $50 free slot play, VIP parking, VIP casino access, and more. Book now at livecasino.com or call 443-445-2929. At Arundel Mills, must be 21, please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgambling.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hello and welcome back after the break. Jenny, it was uh, your first Foot Weekly break. How, how was that for you? I don't know if I can share any details. It, it was magical. That is definitely all we can share. We'll move on quickly to something else magical. Kazooie's ability with skills. <laughs> Ooh. We, we wanted to talk about some of the more effective skill moves in the game. I think for me, one of the things about skill moves is they're not just a way to kind of effectively beat players and to score goals and actually play the game. But it's also a lot of fun. Like uh, I know a lot of people through the podcast who are listeners who've actually started doing skills because of me telling people that they should try and do them because it's fun and effective and actually getting really into it and learning like a lot more skills and, and implementing them into their game. And, um, and it, they really do enhance your experience of playing the game. And I think if you're listening to the podcast at this point in the year and you're into your FIFA, but you haven't really added many skill moves to your repertoire, I guess, it's always good to kind of uh, take that in and, and try and add some if you can. So I was wondering with you, because I mean, what would be good is to get one simple skill move that people can pull off Maybe not the drag back because I feel like we've done it to death. <laughs> but another skill means it's very easy for people to learn. Um, and then maybe another one as well, which is more difficult, but looks cool and like you really like. So what would be your kind of simple one for people to do? The, the most simple skill move in the game, I guess, the ball roll is very effective this year. But the ones that I really like that they've added actually this year are the uh, lateral heel to heel and the um, heel chop turn. And especially mm. the heel chop turn is, I think, one of the most underrated skills in the game. It's really effective when pulled off, like, when, when timed perfectly, basically, because it um, changes your, I guess, angle, mm. the way you're running very quickly. But it's a little bit difficult to sometimes pull off, so you can mess that skill move up quite often if you, if you don't do it, like, perfectly, basically. And where does it send you? So let's say you're you're running towards the opponent's goal from left to right. Where are you going to end up if you pull off the skill? So let's say if you're facing the goal at your back and you do a heel chop to the bottom, if that makes sense? Mm-hmm. Then, so down the screen, basically. Yeah, down the screen. You will end up facing the goal. Oh, so wow. you, yeah. you, you make like a, I guess, 180 turn or mm. a 90 degree turn. I'm not fully sure. For the listeners, I, I highly suggest uh, looking it up on YouTube. I've I've made a tutorial on it and shown some examples on when it can be effective. Mm. And I'm not too sure if a lot of pros actually use that skill move. I've never seen it like pulled off by any of the pros, but I could be wrong. I'm I'm watching your tutorial right now, actually. Um, but yeah, I I didn't even know it existed, and I've never seen a pro use it. I've um, put a few clips on. Twitter, I think, when the game just got released, so it's a bit difficult right now to, to find them. Yeah. But um, yeah, some good examples in the video that I've uh, put up on my channel. So yeah, it's definitely a skill move that is maybe a little bit difficult to to pull off at first, but it's definitely one that you will um, will be very effective mm. if you if you pull it off right. So. And Kazoo, what's the one skill move that 
you pull it off and you're just like, oh, that was amazing. Like, I love pulling it off. I really like the, the fake drag bag. Yeah, I thought you were going to say that. I love yeah, that. Yeah, so, that's yeah. probably one of, my, uh, one of my favorite skill moves in the game. And also the Hocus Pocus one is also very cool. Yeah, so you mentioned the lateral heel to heel before as well. It's, yeah. it's a sort of useful skill. Um, that's actually quite easy to pull off, isn't it? Um, yeah. You could probably explain it. I believe it's L1 or LB on Xbox. And then with the right stick, you flick from the left to the right or the other way from the right to the left. That's it, really. Yeah. And it just does a little chop to the side. Yeah, it's yeah, it's very similar to the to the heel chop. Yeah, yeah. And then the thing that then people are wondering, you know, okay, I've I've done a skill and I can actually beat a player, but I guess the like, next level up is combining skills. So combining skills is really effective if you can use the right skills. This year, it's obviously more difficult because you've got the um, fact that loads of error is introduced when you do lots of different skills. We'll talk about that in a second. But are there any skills that you put together regularly which um, people could try just chaining themselves and wouldn't get penalized I suppose or, or at least the penalty wouldn't mean that you messed up it's very difficult because even if you pull off a fake shot as your third skill move mm. there's like a really really big error on it like the ball goes away like five or ten meters which is mm. a, a little bit dumb in my eyes because mm. whenever you pull off a fake shot the ball never goes away that that far there are definitely some, some combinations that you can still pull off, even though there is error involved that is still effective. Like um, pulling off a fake shot to, let's say, the quick ball rolls. I'm not too sure if you're familiar with that one. And then do like a drag back or a fake drag back afterwards. Probably not really as effective, but you can, uh, you can easily beat your opponents with it, of course, if you time it right. Quick ball rolls is actually one of those things that you don't, see or hear people talking about that much but it is quite useful i mean i think yeah, it's yeah. one of those ones that sort of can mess with your opponent's brain a little bit yeah. um how do you do that because it is relatively straightforward it's only holding the right stick backwards actually it used to yeah. be a five star move but now i think it's got downgraded to four so a lot more mm. players in the game can actually pull it off yeah it's a bit like the skill we were talking about with scoldy the other week where you do the lt stop up dummy and it really confuses your opponent i think and a good time to point out here, you know, all these skills that we've discussed will be on your channel for people to watch. If they're not, they'll be on YouTube somewhere. And of course, I guess you'd recommend trying them out in the arena first and then yep. going into a slightly less competitive game or maybe just a rivals game you don't mind about too much to practice them. And remember, they're much easier to do against people than they are against the AI. Shani, what about you? What skills do you use most regularly, find most useful, and how do you use them? As you said, yeah, I feel like the, the ball roll is very effective. What I like to do with the ball roll is combine it with the heel chop turn. Like, you can ball roll and then do the heel chop turn. I did it with Bernardo Silva a lot of times, and I, I, I thought it was a bug in the game where he was, like, turning as quick after the heel chop. And mm. I was like, oh, no, this is a thing in the game. So I like I like to use that one as well, but most of the time it happens accidentally, to be honest. It just looks nice <laughs> and it sends people the wrong way as well. So if you have like smaller players with really high agility, it, it tends to come off really quickly as well. So yeah, the ball roll definitely is like the one. And then one thing that I do this year still is the skill move that is thought to have died, the La Croqueta. <laughs> I feel like mm. that one, when you're like, running towards the defender and you fake shot stop and then your opponent starts running towards you you then do the la croqueta to get past the last man that has been very effective for me i mean it's 
it's a skill move that is frowned upon, but luckily you can't chain it as much anymore. So you can do it once in front of the last defender and it's it tends to be very effective for me, especially with physically strong players like Drogba, for example. They just push the defender away after the Duck Raketa. Yeah, and it seems to be one of those skills which isn't affected a crazy amount by chaining because you tend to be heading away from a defender anyway. So if you get a heavy touch or whatever, it doesn't really matter. I quite like using it if I've done a stop-up skill or something like that. And it is better from a standing position, I'd say. So runners then, as a pro, I know you're pretty selective about what skills you use. They have to be good. Apart from the drag back, which you've mentioned before, what are you tending to use most at the moment? Uh, I think the running scoop turn is really good this year at the moment. Um, Obviously, it's a five-star skill. Um, But if you can literally just play it into your striker, take a touch, then do a running scoop turn one way and just shoot that fast and um, it's really good because it gives you a bit of an acceleration faster than if you like just dribbled that direction and um, so it can create enough space to get away from that defender and just get a quick shot off um, and I scored loads of goals from it and it's one of those ones where you kind of have to mess about with it in order to get the right angle don't you to yeah. get a scoop turn maybe 30 degrees sort of two or three o'clock from the direction you're running you need to aim yeah i I just do it instinctively now i actually couldn't like teach somebody how to do it it's weird yeah yeah but i think it's one of those things if you take a five-star skill player into the arena you'll get the yeah you'll get it for trying some dummies in various directions while you're running is there a modifier you have to hold because to do that uh for the running scoop turn yeah i believe l2 and lt and then do like the um the fake shot buttons, basically. Yeah, I think you have to hold the left stick in a specific way too, but I'm not fully sure. Here's a quick tip I'd like to confirm with you, Kazooie. When I do a fake shot, I'm always using the cross button to do that. Is that what you do as well? Because some people seem to use the shot button instead. Yeah, I do the cross button too, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense to me because then you don't have to worry yep. about booting it out of play with a shot when the delay gets you and you inevitably fail it, right? Yeah, and it feels more natural too when pulling it off basically on your controller because your thumb mm. is like already sort of facing to the yeah, left, yeah. if that makes sense. That's a really good point actually, I never yeah. thought about that. So yeah, there's a little tip as well. You use the cross button to do dummies. Let's finish off talking about skill moves and the fact they've been nerfed significantly. For me, as a fan of the likes of Kazooie and uh, FIFA Rally and Marius for a number of years, it's been a shame to see skill moves being nerfed and chaining not really be possible this year in the same way because i mean obviously you're not going to be a fan of what they did what would your argument be to them to say reintroduce it do you think that it's viable to reintroduce single moves and it wouldn't be op um definitely because you do not really see a lot of people chaining different skill moves right after each other and that's i think where they kind of messed up i think they should have done it this way that if you pull off three elasticos like i think tex did last year in a tournament where he scored that crazy goal i think that should create error but if you pull off let's say a mcgeady spin to a uh, fake drag back to a i don't know a roulette or something that should not create error at all because there are three different skill moves and that's no way to be like overpowered in any sorts of way in my eyes anyway it's just a, it's just a show-off thing you know and i think that's where they kind of um, kind of messed up in my eyes anyway i mean a lot of people don't really care i think because i haven't really seen a lot of complaints about it so well i mean basically the other thing is that 
I think the Lacroquetta was the the problem anyway. It wasn't necessarily that it was anything to do with chaining. The skill was just too OP. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, that's what I told EA2 at different events. I've had so many discussions. I think Chani was there too when we had a, when we had one with uh, Tom Kalefi and also with Zaro. Yep. But um, <laughs> they, they just kind of refused to... Uh, take my advice but yeah <laughs> yeah well we'll see i mean i guess you know then hopefully they're still working on the game for next year and it's hopefully it's differently if we're yeah i guess yeah. i guess yeah, to yeah, their point know, yeah. though like as you said there's not many people complaining about it because most people pull off a maximum of two skill moves back to back so exactly it doesn't really catch the eye of the people and even the third one at times just comes off perfectly fine most people don't realize it's even in the game so I guess it's it's never mm. going to be that much of a topic for EA to like change that back to how it used to be. But I do agree, like they should have yeah, done yeah. if you do the same skill move over and over again, put error in. If it's different ones, keep it the same way. And runners, you know, this is uh, you know, all your fault really as a pro player. You oh, know, yeah, you're the reason why yeah. they've done <laughs> why they've done this. So uh, <laughs> no, no no, I mean it is genuinely it was a concern, I think, in competitive play last year. Would you say that they went too far, or where do you stand on yeah, that? Yeah, so I have the exact same point, and I was going to bring it up if they didn't. The only problem was literally chaining the same skill move. That was ridiculous, because mainly for the Elastico, to chain it, you literally just put the analog stick in circles, right? There's no, like, skill. You don't even have to mm. perform it multiple times fast, right? You just keep spinning the analog, and it does it. Like Yeah, yeah. So... There's that. Then the Lacroqueta, which was completely broken, but you could chain that as well. And all you had to do was hold the analog stick and it would just automatically repeat the skill move. That that was the problem. Like If you did like an Elastico to a Roulette, to a Fake Shot, to, I don't know, a Rainbow Flick, you have to perform all those skill moves in a row and like that actually takes skill, right? And that is, would be fine. You know, if somebody does that against you and scores against you well you've just been absolutely outplayed it's nothing to do with them just abusing a mechanic so i th- yeah. I think just uh, the problem is chaining the same skill move should not be should have this error but if you change the skill move it should reset like the error or whatever yeah i totally agree i agree with that well basically everyone made the same point and uh, a very good point as well and i hope that it changes because i just don't see what it's really doing this change apart from negatively impacting people who were playing for fun and, and putting together good skill compilations so it really has made it unnecessarily difficult i guess and something that's necessary but difficult is ending this week's pod but fear not because there is the extra time podcast which you can get hold of along with all foot weekly bonus podcast content that's twice the amount of podcast for just $3 a month over at bit.ly slash morepod, bit.ly slash morepod. So until then, goodbye, runners. Thank you for joining us. Appreciate it, Ben. Thank you very much. And um, people can, of course, pick up your tips and coaching services. They can on my Patreon, patreon.com slash upyourlevel. Great service. Got loads of good reviews. Got trading now as well. What a a great service, in my opinion. (laughs) Always love a plug. Thank you very much for joining us again. And Kazooie, been a pleasure to have you on. Great to get your skilling insights. You're welcome. One of my personal FIFA heroes. So uh, thank you very <laughs> Appreciate much. Appreciate it. If people want to check out all your skill videos that you do, so many tutorials there. And, and as I said, such a great resource. What's your channel name? 
youtube.com slash kazooie94. Nice. Chani, thank you very much for making your debut. Really appreciate it. Yeah, man, I really enjoyed myself. Thank you for inviting me. Pleasure. And where can people check out what you're up to? You're doing YouTube. You do stream as well, don't you, sometimes as well? Yeah, I do. Like, my main channel is the career mode stuff at the moment, which is just Johnny Sports. And then the second channel is foot-based, which I'm trying to build up at the moment, which is Johnny Sports 2 on YouTube. And yes, I do stream on Twitch. But right now, not as much because I had issues with the PC, but I'm going to be back soon. Great. And uh, thank you to all you listeners for listening this week. If you want to catch that extra time podcast, that'll be out now. A huge thank you to all our patrons and to those icon patrons. Dave B, The Supreme Sumo, Lomda, Shane W, Alan G, Hunter B, Alistair, Martin M, Chris W, Anthony R, Matt L, DJ FIFA Player, Roger D, Dan W, Matt H, Alan M, Savage P, At Pace of a Tortoise, Adam W, Sila P, Jason BD, Rob P, Dominic, Paul, Elliot M, Jonathan P, Tenacious C, Damon H, Christopher R, Lee B, Nick Jack M, Craig M, Andrew L M, Stephen F, Yannick H, Paul S, Christopher R, Cody R, Sam R, Robbie S, Hugh J, and David S. A huge thanks again for making this podcast possible, and I'll catch you again very soon. In Southern California, you're in your car a lot. Over time, you're going to put some wear on it. But new Toyota owners don't really have to think about that because they have Toyota Care. They just stop by the dealership, hand over the keys, and get no-cost factory maintenance, covering normal wear for two years or 25,000 miles, whichever comes first. Get all the details on Toyota Care when you visit buyatoyota.com. Your Southern California Toyota dealers make it easy. Toyota, let's go places.